Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains in your face. This is the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today we have Mickey Mikeworth. And what she told me is that there's nobody else on the planet with that name. And I believe her. Mickey is an intense math geek, is what she says, with a contagious laugh with a no-nonsense style that meets everyone where they are. With humor and heart, Mickey has brought her innovative outlook on prosperity and poverty to tens of thousands of people through speaking, teaching, advising, consulting, and in the trenches. Business experience is what she is all about. This woman has a story, okay? She got a testimony, and we're going to talk about it. Plus, she got a new puppy. We're going to talk to her about the puppy, too. So let's welcome her to On the Edge, Mickey Mikeworth. How are you, beautiful? I'm good. I'm good. And thanks for having me. You've, you've got a lot going on, too. I got a lot going on, but you know what? Between the two of us, we could probably take over the planet. What do you think? <laughs> That's so, true. Tell my brains how you show up in the world, a little bit about you, and you know, you're gonna make us smile and laugh the whole time because you just have that infectious characteristic about you. But tell my brains a little bit about you. Well, I'm a business advisor. I mean, that's what I do for a living. Um, but what I am is I'm a math geek. Um, that that's really why people like to hang out with me. Um, is that I uh the story I think most people want to hear is um again, I, that I'm a welfare to work mom. Um, so how do you go from being on welfare to being the top woman in finance? Um, and that is that you learn how to do math mm. and you learn how to do math in every way you possibly can. Uh, so I have a financial planning business, um, and now all I do is business. And, and the next thing that we're building is the million dollar smile club. Well, what is a million dollar smile? Are you working well, with an uh, orthodontist and a, uh, <laughs> and a dentist? Right. <laughs> Well, I've done a lot of community work. I've done a lot of, uh, I am a community leader. Um, so we've done a lot of uh, social change uh, activities. But um, so what we're doing now is uh, we've got a process that we can invite people to. Uh, so you can always find me on LinkedIn on that. But we're going to take, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I got a hunch. Mm-mm. I got oh, a hunch. All and, right. and I've got a hunch and I've got some practice on um on kind of changing the changing the dial on generational poverty um so we're going to take in 12 uh stories and work with them and teach them how to be entrepreneurs that make six-figure incomes so that um so by teaching them how to make six figures um that they'll create a million dollars amongst them as a group into their their families and their communities and that's a big change a million dollars is a big change. Well, yeah, it is, you know, and I, I get what you're saying, but now people want to be billionaires. You know, the a million dollars is 
It's not what it used to be. I mean, it's slicing the dice. But for someone that has not had, this is going to be $100,000. A lot of people really, really um, would like to make that, would like to consistently make six figures. And as entrepreneurs, that's really possible. Yeah, I know. When I hit my first six figures, girl, I got it printed it out and plastered it on the wall. I was like, you know, and I did it myself. We're not talking about, you know, corporate. It was really an accomplishment. It was an accomplishment. So now you say that you are a mother that went from welfare to wealth. Yeah. Fill us in. What happened in the middle there? Well, I, uh, well, I put myself through school, um, that I got pregnant unexpectedly. Um, and then I was blessed with some other kids. And, um, you know, went to into private practice when it wasn't easy. Uh, that when I started in financial planning, there were only 3%. Uh, so I'm, I'm an old person that looks like a young person. And um, there were only 3% of females in my industry. Uh, three. That they used to wow. push us into a place. The room that they put us all in as young advisors was called the bullpen. Mm, mm, mm. So when I would go back to their desks, to go back to the assigned desk in the um, in the clearinghouse, right? Because that's how that's how brokers are, right? They give you they they have a bullpen, a room full of desks with phones on them, mm. and you know back in those days you could you know they would still have pornographic materials in their desk mm. that they would you know they they had a whole different view of what a lady was going to do. They were hoping I was going to bring cookies. <laughs> and so, you know, what, you, what you did was you brought the heat. What I brought, um, it, it was a constant battle to say, to have the old boys club tell me how to do business. And then for me to tell them how I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and to be a female in a high production financial firm. Um, and to, I, I didn't understand why every woman I met in that was like mean. They were mean. They were, they didn't want to share. Mm-hmm. They weren't open and and embracing another woman. Um, and then I saw how difficult it was mm-hmm. um, to to do that. To know that uh, there were all these deals made in you know while they were smoking cigars and playing golf. Right. Right. And those deals don't include me. Because I'm home feeding kids and getting them off the bus. Right. All right. So when you say financial planning, drill down a little bit. Give us a, you know, were you selling? I got a broker's license. Okay. So when I, 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 I was going to school, I went into a different field. Um, I put myself through college, wrote my thesis on women and maids in Brazil. Um, my degree from college was uh, sexual health mm. uh, and third world countries. So I was on a very different trajectory. And then I got a job in a planning firm uh, because my mom made me Mm. Uh, that she's like, look, you need to come here. I'm working here part time and uh, you should come here because it'll have health care for you and your family. And I got there and I, I, I have to say, it took me about seven days for me to go, wow, this isn't my world. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And the more I stayed there, the more I realized that I didn't know a single thing about wealth or prosperity. Mm-hmm. And what I thought 
it took to be wealthy or to have money or what I thought my role in that was completely wrong. I didn't know how, I didn't know how to do all those things. And so I started a group back then called Rich Chicks, um, which is still here today. Uh, it's run by my mother, actually, um, <laughs> that she took right. it over. Uh, and we still teach that in Minnesota, it was voted the best place. We still have a mastermind group there. And it, it was voted by the Women's Press as the best place to start a small business in, in Minnesota. Minnesota, you know, and Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's got a probably a whole different mindset than mainstream New York, you know, being a broker uh, on the stock exchange or California, these big cities. So you find yourself and you create your own niche. I do. How, how did you break the glass ceiling? What was your breakout point that said, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. Oh, I don't know that I, I don't know that I broke the glass ceiling. I mean, I, 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 it was contentious, that's for sure. Um, but what I did is I was able to consistently and persistently grow my income. And that that is how I chose to break that, was to earn more, was to build a better business practice. And a better business practice was actually being a real person. Mm. What, it, does that, it, what does that look like? What does that mean, being a real person? You know, because people, people toss this out all the time, your real authentic self. And I'm like, girl, really? You really yeah. want somebody to see the authentic you? <laughs> well, it, look, money, money only buys. So, so the first thing I had to learn is this one. And I, and that's the most quoted Mickey statement ever. Money has one purpose. It's going to buy you some choices. What I'm really great at is helping you look at your choices. Mm. And when we start to look at choices of what should you do versus what can you do, right? That there's a financial answer. There's a financial advisor answer on a lot of things. And then there's a real life answer. And the real life answer is that if you don't feel good about what you're doing, it's not going to work. So finding finding solutions for people that had um, different lifestyles that worked differently that um that that some people don't want to save just to save they right. want to save because they want their kids to go to school or they well, want you know what i was talking to my husband yesterday yesterday we went to the bank and saving is a joke in right. a in a traditional sense right you know, we looked and seen how much interest we got off of a you know Nice little amount in the bank. And I'm like, baby, and we have some other vehicles, of course, that, you know, you have to teach money how to work for you and you not right. necessarily always work for the money. But the market is so cyclical, up and down. Then there was a news broadcast on how cryptocurrency is now plummeting, which yeah. I think, you know, that that is going to be the currency of the future. I do. Um Maybe not right now, but then it's going to have a governing body, the FCC, the IRS, the, you know, all that other alphabet soup of finance is going to come in. The stock market is still controlled pretty much by good old boys. There's a lot of good girls that are in it now. So what do we do? And then long term, I'm close to that point of retirement. And I keep asking myself, 
Do I just lock it in at 62? Do I hold out to 65? Or do I just ride the wave to 70? It's it's hard to look at these vehicles right now. It's a lot going on, Mickey. It's a lot going on. And, and you have to be able to really not look at. So if you're somebody who is wealthy, um, so when you look at just the stats, right? So I'm not here to give financial advice on this show, but no. you know, here's here's the here's the reality is that the education that most people are getting online or what's out there is made for the people in the middle. Um, so that is made for somebody who makes under fifty thousand um, dollars because that's the middle. So the vast majority of financial education that's out there, doesn't apply to somebody who's in the top 25%. So if you're making over six figures, the vast majority of financial information out there doesn't apply to you. So you have to, no matter where you are, right? Whether whether or not I was, you know, really, uh, you know, somebody who only made $600 a week <laughs> or if I made 6,000 a week, um, you have to know where you're going. You have to know what you're trying to get to. And, and the financial vehicles are the ones that make you feel the best. Uh, so when you start to look at someone who likes physical things, those people are going to do very well in real estate. If you look at someone who is an art curator, they're going to do much better in art. Uh, if you're someone like my uncle Eddie, who deals in diamonds, he's going to know stones that you have to, you go with what you know. Uh, we've seen lots of people make lots of money in lots of different ways. So, you know, you, you, you have to figure out what is the right answer for you. And the right answer for you are things that you understand. Know what you own, own what you know. Okay, that makes sense. Know what you own, own what you know. So if you know cars, let's talk about how you invest in cars. If you know real estate, let's talk about what you're doing to invest in real estate. If you know healthcare, let's talk about how you invest in healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the fastest way to make wealth because you'll understand it. And you'll be able to see something that, you know, a, a, a broker can't. A broker right. is, is trading on what they know. Right. You know, it, that's what my father used to always tell me too. Invest in what you know and what makes you happy and you're comfortable. Because yeah. you'll watch it. You'll monitor it. You know, I love to stay, you know, play the, uh, the stock market. I uh, like the stock market. I've done some penny stock things. I've had some great IPOs. I remember I worked for Qualcomm when it just went through. Oh, wow. Every company that I've ever worked for, I've always um, gotten stock options or I have invested in the 401k. But people have to understand that it is a gamble. Sure. And it's going to go up and down, but you should be in it for the long haul. What do you what do you say to the mother right now that is trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents and she just well, what I, she's what trying I to said, get a rent pay? The, the first piece, there, there's three things. There's three things here. Uh, one is uh, really know what 15 cents buys, uh, you know, that that a lot of people will discount an investment because they don't think it's enough. So know what 15 cents buys um, so that that everything has a value. Everything has a value. And so know what the value is of what you have and, and know it thoroughly. The second part is, is to really look at, right, how can I make this two times better? So when you start to look at, it, which is exactly the question you asked at the bank, right? That you went, look, this interest rate 
I know that there's something else out here that could make this better. Yeah. And that's when the search, that's when the hunt, that's when the mystery gets to be, you know, never, never give a woman an unanswered question. Never. Because she'll keep looking for that answer. Right. And yeah. so you're, I'm willing to bet you came home from that bank and started searching out something as simple as a certificate of deposit. Baby, I didn't, I didn't even wait till I got to the bank. I was looking on my phone. I was like, you know what? I need to diversify. I need to, yeah, I was, I was right. pissed. Right. But you, you won't do it, right? Money buys one thing. It buys you choices. And the more money you save, the more opportunities there are to be a saver, right? And there's lots of other products out there. Um, the highest value products like that are ones that are sold by professionals. Um, so it's not like you can just go to the bank or go there and do that. You, you actually have to have somebody with a license to be able to buy the products that pay the most. So there's that. Find a relationship. So one is know the value of what you have, right? Two, know, know look at how it could it be better, right? That's when you start to look at that and go, hmm, let me start to question. What are the other options, right? Start to question. And then three is to really get some help. Um, get some, enlist some other people to solve the equation with you. Um, because you're going to find what is there for you. Um, if more, if more people, if more people had a great advisor on any topic, I just happen to be a math geek, right? Um, but the more people that have great advisors, the faster they get to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, math to me is yeah. it's a language and it's a puzzle. You know, you're going to add, subtract, multiply, and divide in any equation. But understanding the language and understanding how to put the pieces together, where to move it, uh, yeah. you know, where to debit, credit, all these kind of things is very important. But understanding, again, the language, having a basic, fundamental understanding of what these people are. I don't just, uh, I never have. I'm not very trusting. Okay. Yes. Brains. I admit it. I don't, I don't come with a hundred percent. I come with about 65, be it financial, be it relationships, being just meet you because I need to have some boundaries. That other 35% is the boundaries. I see people turn over investments. You look at that. Uh, what was that guy's name? Um, they got all those rich people, all their money. What was his name? Bernie. Sure. Madoff. Okay. Right. Madoff. Okay. Right. Now they trusted him and I get that and I get that, but you also need to be able to trust yourself, sign your own checks, read your own statements, understand, ask a lot of questions, have more than one person on your team for checks and balances because you can get tricked up in a situation. Oh, you know, it's, this is, you know, one of a kind deal and da, 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 da. and you're ignorant to what's going on. You can lose everything you have as well, too. What do well, you there's look never for? a once in a lifetime deal. Let's go there. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, well, you know, people are going to sell you that, you know, they're going to sell you the right. dog pony act for sure. Well, and, and well, there's never a fast way. It, you know, anytime somebody tells you that you can, you know, if it sounds really, really too good, it is. Mm -hmm. You're it, right. And that part is true that there's never, um, there's never a fast answer. There's never an answer that doesn't involve you. 
right? And and I really, April, I think you're right on of saying let don't just blindly have faith in someone, um, and and hand over everything that you have. I and and I do that. That is one of the things that I spent a lot of time with my clients on, is you have to understand, right? Know what you own, own what you know, and as an advisor, when you look at when you said, well, how do I keep it real? It's really letting people make decisions let them challenge me well why would i do that right that right. to 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 allow my clients to question why i picked something right um to to have them have enough knowledge that the language that i speak isn't foreign right if if you're listening and and i and the other thing i have to really give you credit on is is really pointing it out like that it's a language it's a language. Uh, randomly, um, the way that I explain it in class, when I teach class, because I teach a lot of them, um, I teach over 100 classes a year, mm. um, that uh, my, my husband, uh, I got married late, and he was 44 years old when he had to learn how to do laundry. Oh, gosh. 44. Wow. His mother did it, and then his wives before me did it. And he had two teenage girls, so you can't screw up their laundry. <laughs> oh no. no 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 and it's funny and, that you mentioned that because my husband is in there doing the laundry now i love right. it <laughs> right. i love having someone do laundry right and what what happened for him is when i had to explain all the different parts of laundry right that cold some things are washed in a certain temperature right some things don't we all know don't put red things with white things oh Right. We all right. know that, you know, if you're going to, you know, that, that you don't wash blood in hot water, <laughs> we all know <laughs> things that, you know, these are basic things because we've been doing laundry a long time. And, and learning the language of finances is a lot like learning how to do laundry. Um, it, it has a lot of different variables. It has a lot of different ways that you sort it. You had said to me, I have a lot of different vehicles. Right. And what what that meant was not cars. That meant that you had products that you put in at certain times, right? So, you know, you, you have a wash cycle, you have a rinse cycle, you have a long-term plan, you have a short-term plan, you have a middle-term plan. So when you're looking, if you're somebody out there and you don't know a single thing about money, if you learned how to do laundry, you're going to be just fine. Okay. Because it's just the same complication and you just get better at it. Mm -hmm. You get better at sorting things into piles. You get better at sorting things by in piles by not just color, but by fabric, right? By is this is this soft? Is this something that's going to break apart? So you know, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of you're going to end up with a bunch of lint balls. <laughs> Lent balls, right. Exactly. Exactly. We're not going to put, you know, I'm not going to put a silk blouse in with a towel. Right. And understand your relationship with yeah. money from the get go. To me, money is a vehicle of exchange. They used to use flowers. I mean, they used to use feathers. They used to use beans. Hell, they still use people. And what you have to do is you have to realize how much does this intangible, and I call it an intangible object, means to you? 
It's no more significant than any other piece of paper. You have to figure out how much it means to you. Money is only as important as the value that we put upon it. The Chinese invented money hundreds of thousands, well, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of years ago as a form of a receipt. You know, okay, they couldn't bring the cattle, but I will give you this piece of paper. And then when you do bring the cattle, we're able to exchange it. And now it's morphed into something different. People let it control their relationships. They will do anything for it. In 1929, they was jumping out of windows because they didn't have it. People let it have a lot of control. So once upon a time, Mickey, I wrote my money a letter when I was broke as a joke. And I poured my heart out and I, you know, really went ham. But the strangest thing happened. I turned over the paper and money wrote me back. And my hand was just going and I couldn't stop. And it was saying to me the same things I just said to you. I only have the value that you place upon me. Learn to let me work for you instead of you working so hard for me. But people aren't risk takers. They have a relationship where they grew up where they didn't have enough. Or they had the philosophy that money grew on trees. But they never really step back and say, you know what? This is what I need long-term. This is what I need short-term. You know, uh, this is what I'm going to teach my children. Because if I give you a fish you eat today, if I teach you to fish, you will live a lifetime. You'll eat a lifetime. That's not the philosophy right now. People are just churning and burning and they're just so greedy. I, I just don't understand it. Well, th there's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot to that. So let, let's break up some of the things that I think are really, first of all, that's sage advice, right? Um, that, that I want to go back to the writing the letter. So one of the assignments that, um, so one, I want to I tell everybody out there, take that assignment that you just gave them mm -hmm. uh, of write, write money a letter. Uh, we teach it, I teach it differently where um, I, I invite people in class uh, as a take-home assignment is to say, if money were walking down the street, what would it look like? Mm. If money were walking down the street, what would it look like? And I've saved these stories for years on what people thought. And 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 your subconscious and, and that writing exercise, even if you just write in a letter, uh, will start to tell you what are your blind spots, right? How do you really think about money? Uh, and, and we all have a lot of interesting things attached to money. But again, that's why I put that piece there. Money only has one purpose. It's going to buy you some choices. And money is one of 10 uh, different forms of capital. So when you look at money as a resource, it's a resource. That's it. Uh, you run on another form of capital. That's how, that's how people are seeing us today, right? Social capital. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of capital, knowledge capital. Um, so when you start to look at money, a lot of people think that money is like the number one resource. No way. No. Sometimes no way. I have found that money has been more of an obstacle. Sometimes I just need access. That's right. To people like you, to your knowledge. You know, you make that connection with Mickey Mike Worth and it's like your reservoir is full. You'll never be broke because you have the knowledge. Or you have the access. I have friends here in San Diego that have yachts. I don't want a yacht, but I've got access to be able to get. Right, that's right. 
And, and so when you start to look at these resources in your life, you know, that's really what you, what we can also invite everybody to do is to start looking at what are the resources that are available. Um, there's a, there's a class that I teach that I've taught now for uh, 23 years uh, called how to dig yourself out of poverty with a pen and paper. Wow. And, and the reason I know it works is because I had to do it. Uh, so, you know, how do you just take a pen and paper and start writing down and kind of getting this idea? And that's all you need to do is to really get a pen and a journal and really start kind of writing it down. What are my resources? What are my resources? You know, I was a single mom and my, I, I had to get a kid off the bus. And so I was trying to work a job and do all this other stuff and, you know, chug in and pick that kid up from the corner bus stop in an inner city that was hostile. So, you know, I really needed a road that got me there fast. There's no money that could buy me that. Well, you know what? Parents don't, well, a lot of them, you know, not everybody, but a lot of them don't have financial literacy at the top of their agenda. Yeah. How do we incorporate that into um, generation Y and Z? Because they have a different perspective. I mean, they really don't care about the house with the two acres and the big fancy cars. They wanna work from a tiny device. They wanna be able to work anywhere in the world, have a little tiny house that they can hitch up to the back of a truck. They want clean water. You know, we just saw that with the election cycle, how many young people came out to speak about what's really important to them. Right. What is the conversation that we're having with young people right now about finance? Well, you you actually have a lot more finance out there than you think. Unfortunately, it's considered, what's considered financial education um, isn't always fiscal responsibility. Mm. So what is financial education can be counted as a lot of things, right? It can be counted as how to do a math equation. Uh, it can be counted as, um, you know, what's the definition of a bank? Mm. And what you're really asking for is how can we give people this piece of, um, this piece of knowledge that they can have a working knowledge with fiscal responsibility, right? That I have an invest, that every dollar I have is an investment into my own life, into my community, into the world I see. Mm -hmm. And and that part is, 90% of that is done at home. And 90% of that is still done from, from mother to, to parents, to siblings, to you know grandparents, that it's still done in the family. So reaching one person in that family will change three generations of knowledge. Mm. So it doesn't matter who gets it if they're willing to share it. So right. if you think about if, you know, everybody's got, right? We're coming up on Thanksgiving. Right. We're coming up on Thanksgiving. And there are, um, the class I taught uh, last week was just teaching people about certificates of deposit. It's mm. 4% right now. Uh, we haven't seen that in 10 years. Four mm. percent doesn't seem like a wild amount of money, but boy, it's sure a lot more than that 0.25 you were getting. Girl, I'm not even. I'm not, it's more than that interest rate that I got at the bank offline. I'm gonna tell you how much it was. I was hotter than fish grease. I was mad. Ooh, I was yeah, mad. it's it's nothing, right? It's 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 nothing except 
a um an insult right right and people you fail to realize you got all this money and the bank is using your money to invest and make them money that's right and that's fine that's 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 a great game right you become the lender to the bank absolutely uh, so when when we were talking about this in class that she says i'm going to talk about this at thanksgiving and i went thank you right bring up things to your siblings to your family members hey here's how how you should think about money or hey do you know anything about this topic um there's lots of things that have changed and so real basic knowledge did you know this um your children are grown and so are mine but remember when they would come home and they would say something like oh my gosh i did you know they grow corn in iowa right because mm -hmm. that was a right. new piece of knowledge that was so right. exciting absolutely absolutely right? and and money should be that way it sh it it should become a love story to be able to make yourself prosperous. Right. Well, they've made it seem like the villain. It's the elephant in the room. You know, people will tell you about having colon cancer before they tell you about their bank account or their finance. It's very, very personal. It's very, it's very, very personal. Now, you are not only a teacher, a speaker, uh, a radio host, but you are very philanthropic. I do. I am. Yeah. Tell us something about the projects that you work with, you know, as far as giving back. You've you've mentioned it, but you really, really, um, people have to understand that. I was looking for my cup. I don't see it right now. But someone told me something very important. When your cup is full, that's for you. But when it runs over, that's to share. That's right. How yeah. do you share? Well, uh, so I've had a project that I've worked on for 18 years called Project L. Uh, where we um, bring uh, goods. So what I'll do is I'll rent a storage unit. Um, and then that storage unit, I invite everyone to put their goods in. And then the community itself can access that. Uh, but what it's also done is it's, um, I did the math the other day after talking to someone else, which was um, that little project has saved uh, 1,600 tons, tons from the um from being thrown into the garbage stream wow so that's a lot that's three hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds of stuff that's immense um but what we've done is we've said look here here's a way so i thought of this idea um of rearranging resources how do we rearrange resources and how can i be someone that can go i think there's a better way to stop the recidivism of families that were constantly showing up in the homeless shelters um, because I still teach for the homeless shelters every 14 days. Mm. Um, so I, that's, so, you know, when you look at the spread or the, the bridge that I cross every day, I'm crossing that bridge everywhere from someone in a third world country who's just trying to sell a goat um, to somebody who's here in the United States and in a homeless shelter to the, you know, to being in the boards and the, um, decision-making places in top fortune 100 companies so it's a it's a wide span of a bridge so project self um we are uh, i'm really proud of the work that we've done in that uh i also have another project that everybody can look up it's called kiva k-i-v-a um so that's another place where people who want to be international lenders can start uh building prosperity so I've lent, uh, I think I've 
personally worked with 140 different um, organizations across the globe mm -hmm. so that we can provide loans to people in third world countries. Um, so that way you can you can start being an international lender with just $25. Wow. Uh, just $25. You can start changing someone's life somewhere else. Um, but yeah, so Project Elf is there. I do a lot of community service. Um, I have a I have a new secret project that we can talk about in about another six months. I've Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of hiding it right now, but it's delicious. I bet. I bet. What does that do for your soul? To to work in community? To work into community, to give, to see the fruit of your labor. How does that make you feel? Well, look, you, you'll hear it from me a lot of times, right? Uh, we are blessed to be a blessing. If That's I were right. going to have any conversation, if I were going to have any conversation this week prior, right? It, we're, we're in the winter. Uh, we're coming up into a lot of different holidays. It is that we are blessed to be a blessing. And I take that really seriously. And I also take seriously that everyone has a gift to give. Everyone has a gift to give. You're absolutely right. right. We are but the gift that keeps on giving. Well, it's sometimes it's grace. Sometimes it's a good word. Sometimes it's a it's, smile. Yeah, it's favor. It's help. It's interest. It's leadership. It's um, improvement. It's grace. It's it's you can be useful. And the more that people are useful, the more wealth they will find. Yes, they will. And it'll be it'll be in the most unusual ways. Like I said, it's not always dollars and cents. Right. You, you might be. I was a. Um, I found wealth the other day. I connected a woman in Europe uh, that is um, very prominent in helping people with lupus, and a young man here that is struggling with lupus, and she got him on the register for a kidney there in wow, Europe. Wow! Right. And and the resources that she is providing him made my heart jump out of my chest. Yeah. Right. It was about community. It was about grace. It was about communication, and it was a different type of wealth. His life, but but it's but it isn't. But it isn't right. It's it is it is always working. Right, prosperity. We can we can build the ability. Right, prosperity is what I dedicated my life to. Okay. That, that's the ability to magnify. So we can come into a business, a country, all those things. How do we build prosperity? The ability to trade, right? Mm -hmm. We can give people the ability to trade. But when you look at why your heart is full, it is because you are prosperous. You can make every action from a place of knowing. Mm -hmm. Being prosperous is much harder than just having prosperity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? The ability to trade is the tiniest expanse of that word. And, and that word has been um, changed and altered and twisted in this in this era. Mm -hmm. But if we look back to the earliest words and origin of that word, the origin of that word was to come forward from a state of knowing. Mm -hmm. And that is why you are prosperous, right? That's why I am prosperous. That's why so many of the people that watch you are prosperous because they understand what's in their heart. Absolutely. They understand why. Why am I doing this? Why am I giving back to the world? Why am I interested? Why am I willing? Why Why is it important to be a blessing? That's powerful. Tell us a little bit about your radio show. 
Uh, well, we have a secret podcast, um, and that secret podcast um, is really for our students so that um, that they can get some of these prosperity lessons on a personal level. Um, they're called the night night. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, you have to get our link. So if anybody wants the link, they can just call and we'll give you the link. But they're for other students. So they can, it's almost like having a phone call with me. And they're specific. The secret podcast is for people to listen to at night to get a new lesson. And then they can sleep on it. And um, they're real things that real students have asked or are struggling with. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of voyeuristic. Because you can kind of hear that I'm talking. It, it's a real, it's a real voicemail that I'm giving someone. It's a real answer. Um, but you can kind of hear like somebody else's story, right? You can miss his ear it, right? Where you can kind of go blimpy, blimpy, what, what, what part of that is me? And a lot of times you'll hear someone else's story and find a piece of your own in it. So I think that we have 150 different um, answers on there. And they're all on really interesting topics um, around prosperity because becoming prosperous and knowing yourself is complex. It's complex, but there's a lot of responsibility to that too. People yeah. always, I want to find out who my true authentic self is, who I'm meant to be, my purpose. Okay, so now you know. Now you've got to walk in that light. Now you've got to make that light radiate. You've got to create that aura around you that illuminates and it shines a light like the sun. The sun doesn't just shine its light on one specific place. It shines its light on the entire earth. That's right. So you have a responsibility to do that. In closing, Mickey, Mike Worth, what do you want your legacy to be, Queen? Oh, well... I think that, that one, I'm not in control of that, right? I, I'm in control of what I give. Uh, if I were going to say, what do I want people to remember uh, from me is that probably that word, you're blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. But what do I think I've already done for the world is I've given them permission to, to really think about the rebellion that is here and to call it. And that rebellion is really to love openly, to receive openly, to be rebellious enough to, to, to do the work and be your truth. Well, you are the truth and the light. Yes, you are. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. Uh, I think LinkedIn is the fastest way. LinkedIn? So, LinkedIn. I'm okay. on LinkedIn. I'm the only person. That, look, you can just put my name in. M-I-C-K-E-Y. Everybody wants to sing it. <laughs> all right good and we're going to put your information and your link it's got a beautiful website go in take a look listen to the information information people always say information is powerful it's nothing until it's applied that's right thank you for putting that in there you know and so you know, am on youtube i'm everywhere put it take it in bite-sized pieces get the link to the radio show and re-listen to this interview because there's nuggets of wisdom sprinkled all over everywhere. Thank you so much, Mickey, for being with me and my brains here. I want to connect with you because uh, I want to get to seven figures. <laughs> okay, I'm in. I'm ready to do it, okay? So I can share. All right. See you. All right, brains, go in right here. This is the address. 
Like, love, share, and subscribe. One more time. Like, love, and share, and subscribe. Thank you, Mickey. I'll talk to you again soon, baby. Bye.